Good morning, and thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Rev. Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on social media and visit our website, crossroadsministries.webador.com, for our monthly devotionals, platforms, and more. This is the Walking by Faith podcast. This is Mark Hawks. I want to thank you once again for the joining me here again on the podcast. Last week, we closed with looking at Samuel's life, and we want to continue here in the 1 Samuel chapter 12. 1 Samuel chapter 12, and I believe I'll just begin here in verses 6 through 15, where Samuel calls Israel. He calls upon Israel to be faithful to God. Heavenly Father, we do thank you once again for your blessings. We thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. Well, we pray that you bless the reading of your word. Bless it those that hear it send it forth and may lord it touch hearts and souls we ask it in christ's name we pray and ask it today in his holy name amen and amen so in first samuel chapter 12 after we looked at samuel's life we find that samuel addresses the people and he calls upon them to be faithful faithful to god my commentary here says that israel's determination to have a king was an act of rebellion now keep in mind never dismiss it and don't downplay it that when they asked for a king it was not God's will. When they asked for a king, it was an act of rebellion. It was an act of rebellion against God. In 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 7, But Samuel assured Israel that they were still God's redeemed people. They had made for themselves an uneasy relationship with God, but God had not rejected them. Well, how many times have we fallen? How many times have we sinned? How many times have we disobeyed God? How many times have we have said, Not your will, Lord, but mine? And yet the Lord is of tender mercy, and His Spirit still strives with men. So we find here that even though they were out of the will of God, and it was an act of rebellion, and that Samuel had told the people that God would still be with them. Somebody asked the question, Can you... Ha- can you have your cake and eat it too? That's that's pretty much what uh, the sugar-coated church of the day ask. They ask, can you have your cake and eat it too? How much holiness have you got to have to be a Christian? How much can you get away with? How far can you push the limits? How far can I stray away from God and still be a Christian? How unholy can I be and still be in the will of God? Many people trying to find escape clauses in the Word of God, trying to push the point or push the limit or the boundaries and trying to find an excuse for sin or immoral living. My friend, that is not the mindset of a true Christian. Or at least it shouldn't be. But we should be trying to find ways in which to glorify the Lord and live closer to Him. But we find here that they had rejected, rejected the Lord, but yet the Lord was going to be good. The Lord was going to be of tender mercy, and the Lord assured them that He would be with them. And you find here in the the sixth verse, verse through 15, that Samuel speaks to the people, and he says, And Samuel said unto the people, It is the Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron, and has brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. So he goes back and he gives them a history lesson of what has already taken place. But how many times that God has been with them? And he talks about the men that he sent to them to deliver them every time they backslid. But the Lord was with them always. And Samuel says here in verse 14, If you will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall both you and also the king that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God. Notice what Samuel says here. He says, he addresses the people, he calls upon them to be faithful, and he reminds them of where they've been and where they are. And even though in spite of them rebelling against God and wanting a king, because they were going to go against the Ammonites, they were afraid. They wanted a king, somebody to 
lead them into battle. I want you to notice what God told Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 8. The Lord said to Samuel, listen to all that the people are saying to you. Listen to all that the people are saying to you. Listen to everyone. Listen to all the people, all the Israelites and what they're saying. They said, we want a king. We want to be like other nations. Notice what God says to Samuel. Listen to all that the people are saying to you. God says this, It is not you that they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. And in verse 15, Samuel goes on and talks and says, But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you as it was against your fathers. Samuel identified himself as the last of the judges. God had provided deliverance for Israel. But the Israelites, fearing the war with the Ammonites, had demanded that they have a king. Can you have your cake and eat it too? Well, sometimes you can for a short time. So Samuel rebuked Israel for their lack of trust in God to deliver them from their enemies. But now that they had a king, God had God, God would steal their deliverer. He hadn't forsaken them. And he had given Israel and their king victory over the Ammonites. Therefore, both Israel and their king would need, they would need to remain faithful to the Lord and continue trusting him for deliverance. The Bible tells in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 42, verse 5. They said to Jeremiah, The Lord be a true and faithful witness between us. In Matthew, chapter 25, the Lord Jesus talks about. He talks about the good and the faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. The Lord Jesus talks about the faithful and the wise ser servant in Luke chapter 12 verse 42. The faithful and wise servant whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 2 the apostle Paul writes and says this talking about being faithful and about God being faithful to us. And the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses. The same commit thou to faithful men who shall teach, who shall be able to teach others also. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, the Apostle Paul says, God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3, the Apostle Paul writes again, talking about the Lord being faithful. But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you, establish you, and keep you from evil. Every epistle in the Bible is an exhortation for us to remain faithful to the Lord. In the book of Revelations, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is the faithful and the true witness. Every epistle in the Bible exhorts us to be faithful unto God. Samuel called upon the people of Israel to be faithful, faithful unto God. God had granted and gave to them a king as they wanted. He gave them the desires of their heart. And yet God promised if they would continue to obey the Lord, their king and the people, that God said, I will be faithful and I will be with you. The Bible says in the book of Jude, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And he says in verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. In the book of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1, exhorting us to be faithful. Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. In 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
All through the Bible we are taught that those who love and obey God are blessed of Him. And those who persist in hating and disobeying God become the objects of His wrath against evil. In the book of Psalms chapter 19 verse 13, many times we put ourselves in a position to where we put ourselves at a disadvantage and get out of the will of God. And that's what the Israelites did many times. But yet God doesn't cast us away. David writes here in the book of Psalms, chapter 19, verse 13, he prays for the Lord to keep him from presumptuous sins. I want you to notice something here in 1 Samuel, chapter 12, verses 16 through 25. To this time, the Israelites had not acknowledged that in demanding a king, they sinned against God, seeing they were still God's redeemed people, and he was still their deliverer. It seems they began to think that God was not so displeased with their decision to have a king. Yes, he was. In answer to Israel's presumption, presumption, David said, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. In other words, David is praying, God, keep my mind. Keep my mind in check. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Keep my mind, my heart, and my soul. Keep it in check. Keep me from presumptuous sins. Don't let me get out of the will of God. Don't let me get out of the will of God and get in trouble. Keep me from presumptuous sins. In answer to Israel's presumption, Samuel called for a mighty demonstration of God's power so that they would perceive and see. Perceive and see. Remember the man that wanted to buy the gift of the Holy Ghost to Peter? He said, give me this gift that I may be able to, whoever I lay my hands upon, that they may receive the Holy Ghost. And Peter looked at him and said to him, thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. You don't know what you're asking. The gift of God cannot be purchased with money. So Samuel called for a mighty demonstration of God's power so that they would perceive and that they would see. Verse 17 of 1 Samuel chapter 12 that their wickedness was great in asking for a king. This demonstration of God's power, a sudden thunderstorm, verse 18, revealed how easily God could have destroyed Israel. Instead, he chose to save his people. Samuel sought to calm the fears of the people, encouraging them to serve the Lord and assuring them that the Lord would neither destroy nor forsake them. He said that by God's own grace, they will still be his people and he would continue to be. They would still be his people and they would continue to be his people in verses 20 and 22. God, for Christ's sake, forgives, saves, and makes us His people. In spite of our sins and failures, God makes us His people. However, His grace is not a license to sin, but a mandate to serve Him. We are enabled by God's faithfulness to be His obedient people. And Samuel told Saul, obedience is better. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Be faithful. He called upon the people to be faithful to the Lord. In the book of Philippians, the Apostle Paul, writing in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verses 15 and 16, Philippia, the Philippians were a faithful church. According to Paul's own testimony, the church at Philippi was the only one that continued supporting his ministry after that he had moved on to other places. Paul had a deep Christian affection for the Christians at Philippi. And he remembered them with thanksgiving to God and joy in his letter to his faithful church, the word joy in one form or another. In the book of Philippians, the word joy appears 19 times. In Philippians chapter 1 verse 4, the apostle Paul said, Always in every prayer of mine for you, making request with joy. So Samuel calls upon the people to be faithful to the Lord. So I want to thank you for being here with me again today. May the Lord bless and keep you until the next appointed time in Jesus name. Amen.
Thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Podcasts air every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on Facebook for all the latest updates. And if you would like to partner with Crossroads Ministries and Walking by Faith, consider donating through our Anchor or Spotify platforms. If you have a prayer request, you may message us via the Facebook Messenger app and all requests are kept private. Because we walk by faith, not by sight, we hope that this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday.